When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, yes. How's it going, everybody? What's up? It is the CBC Wisdom Hour number 150. Coming to you live on Tuesday, September 21st, 2021, the beginning of autumn. I am Steve Witchell in New Orleans. It's Tony B coming to you from New Jersey. What's happening? Yahoo. Big, big milestone. Big milestone. TV time bomb. <laughs> time bomb coming to you live from New Jersey. Right on. Anybody else that's watching here right now, besides me and Tony, um, you want to say hi and congratulate us on 150 episodes? Yes. Episodes. Put your name, uh, put a comment in the comments. Say hi. Tell us where you're from. Tell us what's yeah. going on. Um, send us some balloons and uh, yeah, balloons. That's right, Johnny. 150 balloons. Johnny's got balloons c- coming your way. TV time bomb. Love it. Um, yeah, um, so I don't have a particular topic to discuss today, so we're going to let the audience pick some topics for us, and we'll just uh, we'll riff on whatever you guys want to talk about. You got a question? You got a problem in in your uh, life? We're here you know, to solve it. In the meantime, Steve, we yes. can go back to the humble beginnings of wisdom. We are going to do that. About some of those early episodes. We are we are going to do that. We're going to start explore... out as young lads on the journey. Yes, we're going to explore the reasons behind this whole thing. And uh, and stuff. Craig, yeah. so good to see you. Good to see you too, Craig Gill. Craig Gill, what's up, Mr. Gill? Um, but just a few uh, uh, housekeeping things. Um, I forgot to put the link in the description. Darn it! Gosh darn it! Uh, I can. Steve, I wonder if I can do it now. Henry, will you send him a reminder for next week? Thank you. Let me see if I can edit the description. He's got you. Um, I can't edit the description. Anyway. If you want, uh, we are live streaming to the Facebook uh, Cover Band Central group, the Facebook Cover Band Central page, and the YouTube Cover Band Central channel. So please subscribe to the YouTube Cover Band, Cover Band Central channel. channel. Subscribe to the Cover Band Central YouTube I, channel. I did not put the link in the description, but go to YouTube, search Cover Band Central, and you can hit subscribe. That's where all these uh, are archived, all the uh, past episodes that we've done. Chase is in Fayetteville, North Carolina. That's Chase J. Mitchell. Good to see you, Chase. And he's got some Dapping balloons there Chase. for us. Yes, he does. Look at that. <laughs> Be asking, you shall receive. Mm-hmm. If you want balloons, you got them. Um, so uh, there was that. And then uh, carbandcentral.com is where everything is, too. Go and sign up for a profile for you, your band, or both. It is free. Um, you, you, your band, or both. Or both. I recommend both. Why not? I recommend both, too. You should do both. Um, so cheers here, buddy. 150 episodes. Cheers, Steve. To 150. Clink. Yes. Clink, 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 
Um, this is something we started just for fun, really. And many of you have not heard every episode. Probably nobody has either heard or seen every episode. There's two people I know that have. Me and you. Yeah. That's it. I've, I've, I don't know if I've seen every episode. We've I've lived it, brother. We've lived we've every lived episode. It. What are you talking about? Right. I don't know if I've even lived it. Can't be I've an just, observer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Can't be a spectator. We started. Get in the game. We started. Adam Craig Gettler says congrats from San Antonio, Texas. Keep them coming. Yeah. That is an interesting avatar. Smiley face with it a bullet is hole. A bullet hole. In the forehead. Um, still smiling, though, even when he's still bleeding. Still smiling. Bleeding that's, out. Still that's, happy. That could be the message that Adam Craig Geckler was trying to convey. It's like, but even if you no take a bullet what, to the head, still keep on smiling. Got to keep on smiling. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we started this as an audio podcast just because I wanted to. It was – I it was, and you wanted to, too, you know, as soon yeah. as I presented yeah. the idea to you. But it was uh, – but not – a lot of people don't know the origin story, so we'll we'll go back. You know, this is one fifty is a time to reflect. I think a time to a, reminisce about past endeavors, and it's a change of season. I'm feeling good about fall. We yeah. were just talking about my beard. This, I have not shaved in two months. Um, as soon as uh, it's when I got COVID, I stopped taking care of myself. <laughs> I stopped grooming. Um, and the razor. Pusher, I don't razor. Even, <laughs> I don't. I don't even have a razor. Even if I wanted to shave right now, I, don't, I couldn't shave. Do you have a razor. scissor? Do you have a scissor? I have scissors. I have so an electric you, so razor. You, so you could scissor yourself. I could, down, but I, you know, I have an electric razor that I could just go. I could take the whole thing. You could do that too. Pretty much. That's probably what I'll do. I um, think that for next week's episode one fifty one. Uh huh. You should shave your beard live on camera. No. One shot, like up the middle, like, and then just no. have the whole broadcast with like a Fu Manchu missing beard piece or no, go across I, like this way and have like a stripe ear to ear going across. <laughs> I got, I got the, you should good. shave a stripe across your face like this. Like, a, like, I've like seen, I, I just saw just, pictures of guys with the, with the, like the hair. Uh, up here uh-huh. and the whole head is shaved and then they have like a beard all the way around and, <laughs> oh, it's, that's, and that's it that's all the like head. chin strap connected to their yeah ponytail genie hairdo gotcha julia like to scissor yourself <laughs> but i have scissor the good up, maybe i have the good makings for some good mutton chops right here right? you do you definitely so do. i could i could go with the mutton chop look you should. I wouldn't. I wouldn't just shave it all off. I'd get creative with that thing. Maybe. Yeah. Why not? And take a bunch of pictures. Yeah. S- scissor me. Scissor timbers. me timbers. Um. But I, I see. Uh, there's a couple things with having this much hair on your face. For one, it itches. It definitely itches a lot, and it's like, and then I could see my skin falling off as I'm scratching, and and I, I'm constantly doing this. Mm-hmm. You know, just playing with it, and. Also, it just gets in the way with eating and drinking. You know, it's like. Sounds like it's problematic to some extent. They call it like the flavor saver, but it's not. I don't like it. It's if I don't like getting food in there. You know, people that have had beards for decades, you see like the discoloration here because of the food. That's pretty nasty. Yeah, that is kind of. You probably want to groom that and keep it in check. Right. 
Um, I don't know what uh, Craig's talking about, but he said business as well, working through the logistical nightmare in the music industry. Incredible shortage of coach slash bus drivers. Rates are through the roof. So if anybody uh, needs a job, they can go drive a coach or a bus. Yeah. Is what Craig says. Tour buses sounds like. Yeah. So get out there and uh, get your, uh, your uh, was it your CDL? Yep. And uh, go, go work for Craig. Class B, I think you need. Class B CDL. Yeah. See, I got wine in my... That's pretty gross, probably. Now, have you trimmed your beard at all, or you have done nothing? I have. I've done nothing. So what happens when your your mustache is growing over your lips, and it gets like Cousin It, and it starts to cover your mouth? Then I don't know. It's getting bushy. Yeah. But it's not really growing down too far. Well, it will in another six months or so. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to do that. They were saying. I think that we should get a petition going that you should keep your beard until episode 250. What? Yeah, another hundred episodes. That's two years. And then we'll figure out what to do with it, and we'll see what it looks like. But think of the canvas you'll have to work with. You'll have like a Dan Haggerty, Grizzly Adams type of like Uncle Jesse beard going. Might be pretty cool. Yeah, I don't know. ZZ Top cover band down in LA. You know, I don't know. Down in I, down the quarter there, you could get on Bourbon Street going ZZ Top. I don't know. I I some people like like the look but <laughs> see this is what see i and this is what i usually would do sterling said at least keep, keep the neckline clean but i haven't okay. done any of that i'm just yeah, you've done nothing i'm screwed no i just not well you know steve if you, you maybe if you just wait a little bit longer and you get a red suit it will be christmas time soon i know but then i'd have to could be look like white I, I i'm not white my beard's no. not white enough but you could doctor it up. And it's definitely not long enough. If you're going to shave it off, just bleach it out. Bleach it white, like snow white, like bright white. I, what I, I, This is what I'm going to do. Because you're going to shave it up anyway. I'm going to shave it and come up with some creative looks and take pictures. Okay. And then I'm going to shave it. And then we'll vote on the best one. And then, but we'll, I'm, then I'm going to shave that, it all that'll off. That'll be the one you're going to stay with. No, I'll shave it all off. Then we'll vote on the best one. And then I will regrow. Back to that. Back to whatever the best one is. Gotcha. I that's, like that that's, idea. That's that works. Point. That's good. But I have some some video things that I want to do where I feel like I need to look presentable. Where I feel like I, I I need to look presentable, so I don't think I look as presentable like this. I don't know. Yeah, but Terry doesn't care. Terry just said he appreciates the podcast. And Thanks, that's, Terry. That's that's all we need. Appreciate that. Um uh, okay, so this is a potential thing that Julie Sullivan Shetter has said. She said, she said, I've been working, practicing so hard, but I have little fingers, and it's so hard to go from an F chord to, like, any other chord. I have a tiny pinky. I'm only 4 foot 11, tiny hands. Any help? I would say learn how to use a capo so you can do um, chords like uh, that in open tunings like open with open chords so if you know how to use a capo where to place it based on what you're trying to play you can play any chord as an open chord basically you just have to know learn how to how to um you have to know your capo you have to know your theory a little bit um and you have to know where to put the capo um so that would be one suggestion and she said she uses a capo all the time so okay 
So that that blows my suggestion. She's way ahead of you, Steve. She's, She's looking for ahead. real real advice. Um, I, I maybe a, a guitar with a smaller neck. If you can get something that has a, a, a neck that's a little more narrow, so it doesn't, so it's not as hard to stretch to get that F chord. That F, the F bar chord is what she's probably talking about. Um, is because uh, Daniel said bar chords, but she's probably talking about the F bar chord is probably the hardest bar chord because it's it's all the way up the top, and you have to really kind of stretch for that. So, um, so I don't I don't know how can your fingers stretch. Maybe just some stretching exercises. Like pull on them real hard or like tie weights to them at night when you're sleeping off the side of your bed and alternate which hand. Right. Um, no, you can't do that. Steve. No, no. You can stretch your fingers. No, but you can probably find um, a smaller sized instrument. They, you know, they do make, you know, yeah. like not junior sized guitars, but they do make intermediate, you know, different sized guitars. They do. Yeah, and even the guitars I have hanging behind me, you know, if you look at the Gibson Les Paul, that's all the way on the end. It's considerably smaller than all the cats and the other guitars on the wall. It's heavier, but it's it's considerably smaller, more compact. The neck is actually a little smaller. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying. Get a smaller scale neck. That's that's uh, you know, find a good, go to Guitar Center or your favorite local guitar store, and try out different guitars and. Find one that feels a little more comfortable. Yeah, yeah, it has to speak to you when you play it. Yeah, and that's true. Terry, uh, another suggestion. Terry said she could play an F without barring, which is true. So, if if you're if that's the only problem is going, she said it's hard to go from an F to any other chord. So if F is the only problem, just learn how to play it without barring. You could do that too. Um, and she names her guitar. Guitar is Rosalita. She has a Guild Concert guitar. And nice. I'm guessing she's a Bruce fan, naming it Rosalita, because that's a Bruce Springsteen song. I could be wrong. It could be her grandmother's name. Could be the name of the guitar. Um, it could have but, spoken to her, Steve. You don't she know. did say her name is, and her, uh, yeah, she didn't indicate whether the guitar spoke to her. Yes. Because that's certainly... she didn't say I call it Rosalita. She said her, she said, name, is Rosalita. her name is Rosalita. Right. So there's a big difference there. I'm going with that she's a Bruce fan. Okay. And you're going with what? That's just the name that she chose to call her guitar for no reason. That's the name it was given. That's what it told her. <laughs> that's what it told her. When she walked up and said, Hi, I'm Terry. And it said, Hi, I'm Rosalita. Nice to meet right. you. Let's see if Wanna she tells play? us. Play around a little bit. Hopefully she'll tell us. She said thanks so much for something about maybe the F chord. Uh, it's a little delay, you know. We're, we're ahead a little bit. So the comments come. Rose ahead, Steve. That's why it's called the Wisdom Hour. Okay, so you were, you were right. It's literally what it told her. It told her, my name is Rosalita. Julie. Stump the drummer. Uh, and yes, drummer has it correct. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, very good. All you right, get so yeah, a thousand not a, points. Not a Bruce fan. Thousand points for you for that. Um, Just Venmo so, my cash winnings to Cover Band Central. I would give it all back to the people. Congratulations. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, <laughs> so we were going to talk about the origin of this. Yes, the origin of the wisdom. We've spoken about the origin of wisdom in the past, though. We but have, I mean, but I, I'm saying most people have not. 
heard that because it's they true. haven't seen and or heard 150 episodes or 149 episodes. So we can briefly talk about it again because why not? Uh, it's fun to reminisce. Um, but Tony and I were in a band together back in around 2005-ish, 2006. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a band that uh, he was in and I subbed for one night. And I didn't know anybody in the band. And I was given a song list, maybe. Or did I just show up? And no, play? you were given set list. And I think you may have even the guy you were subbing for may have even come to the gig for some reason to have some kind of pep talk prior to you playing the gig. Talk. Yeah. I like that. I don't remember that, but I like the idea. I'm trying to find that. And then it ended up that we were going to <laughs> fire that bass player. And the night we were going to fire him, he's like, I got to tell you guys something. Like, I have to, I'm leaving the band. And we were like, oh, man, really? Bummer. <laughs> and then we called and said, Steve, do you want to join? All right, you're skipping time? way too far ahead, though. Well, yeah. we only got an hour. You know, we got 100 no, episodes. because I have comments. Danny Gatton had small hands and sausages for fingers. Didn't seem to hold him back playing guitar. Um, and Quentin wants to know what the hell is, actual hell is going on. <laughs> yeah, but he stopped by, has to run. Got to run. Just wanted to stop and see what's going on. Give that me a quick little, you know, synopsis, and I got a bolt. Uh, but yeah, so I, I played the, the. He's even running in that picture, if you know. It's like these. He's, he's the, playing guitar. Yeah, but it looks like he's running. That guitar looks like he's running with the devil. Yeah, he's, he he's looks running. like he's rocking. Yeah, he's, he could be running. See, stop by, got to run. Looks like he's like got to go, man. He like stop the little jam and he, quickly to the next gig. He Next is game. rocking in that picture. That's yeah, what I'm rocking saying. it out. All right, Steve. Sorry, you do, I, we digress. Can, please Greg please. said it's, he's late to the party and looking to sound great. Thank you. Um, and uh, looking to sounding great, Steve. What about the time bomb? This this is a very one sided audience tonight, Steve. I don't know if I because can I was the one that was sick. So so man, I think that's what he's referring to. That I don't. Sound is sick, and I don't look. Hey, you have no oxygen on either. That's that's a big thing right there. I know it's it's here if I need it. That's right next to me. But I went actually. I've been uh, a couple times this week. I I I have to walk a good like hundred yards to throw out the garbage here in my Mm -hmm. apartment complex, and I usually take the the wheeled uh, oxygen tank, and I did twice uh, Saturday and yesterday. I went and walked without taking oxygen, and I did okay. Tankless. Tankless. And then I went to the store today, the grocery store, and I did not bring my oxygen in with me. I just walked in with my mask, but no oxygen. And I felt okay. So I think it's improving um, to the point where I'll hopefully be able to go back to week work within the next couple of weeks. Nice. Uh, But I have doctor's appointment tomorrow and it's the first one since I left the hospital. So I'll find out more. Hopefully they'll take an x-ray in my lungs to see what's going on. I'll see if the blood clots are still there and all that shit so gotcha um okay but you came you subbed you were came so i saw the, I, I, and i don't remember all this 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 cheering guy that came i don't remember any of that <laughs> cheering <laughs> pep talk pep talk whatever besides pep talk right pep talk lou pep talk lou and uh i just remember it went well and then i played again the next night the next night or was yeah, I think night? yeah, I think we had back to back gigs. It was like and in Hoboken, and uh, you yep. and I hit it off right away, and uh, and uh, 
I was in the band, not for a very long time. It was less than a year. No, no. I think it was a couple of years. Was it? Yeah. Huh. All right. Well, think about Listen, here's a good way to time date, timestamp it. How many Oktoberfests did you play at Chambos? One. Then you were in the band for at least a, one year. Right. Um, but I attended at least two, including when I played. Yes. So maybe three. I don't know. Was the one with the pizza the one you played, or was that when you were visiting? That was attending, visiting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so it was at least two or three. But anyway, so, yeah, so we, we were in the band together for a little while, and we had a great time, played a lot of gigs, had a lot of fun. Yes. And then when I was out of the band, uh, Tony and I still kept in touch, and Tony was uh, teaching drums on Monday nights and uh, after his regular day job. And his drive home from the lesson was about an hour. And he would call me every Monday night. And we would just kind of shoot the shit and talk about music and talk about life and talk about cool energy things like metaphysical things and spiritual things and all sorts of stuff about how great life is essentially and and we would always come out of the conversation with some nuggets of wisdom um for i definitely did and i felt like more it was coming it was coming from you but i also felt like there was this synergy between you and i where things just kind of spawns this this wisdom sort of spawned from just the fact that we were talking to each other yes and, and uh and i i valued that tremendously i i always looked forward to that monday night call and there were times when you didn't call on Monday. I was like, hmm. <laughs> why is it Tony yeah. calling? Right. No. And then it also extended to if if I knew I was gigging and you were gigging or we're going to be in the car for the same time, once I stopped teaching, then we would continue, you know, the hour-long conversation. And we dubbed it the wisdom hour because it was so easy. It was there was no uh, script or anything, you know, I just would call you or you would call me and we'd just start talking and it would just had a flow. And we would just, like you said, hit on all these great topics and it just spawned all kinds of great energy and, and positive things. So then continue. Yes. And so, yeah, I think, I think it was probably you that dubbed it the wisdom hour. I don't remember. Yes. And, and the theme song was, was George Michael's freedom. But instead of saying freedom, <laughs> it was wisdom. Because so I would call you and say, wisdom! I still have the voicemails. Yes, I, I, would, I would call and sing wisdom on the phone. I like played, you wouldn't pick I, up. I don't think I could do it here. But I played them. <laughs> I played them on the podcast before when my phone was hooked up. But you have. There was, a couple of good, there was a couple of good ones. Let me see. I'm gonna from years gone it. by. But while you're looking for that, so that's probably, that's maybe 2000, like, Eight, nine, ten ish. Okay, let's let's see what we got here. Hey, Steve, which Oh wait, that's not you. That's not me. That now that is you because it says Tony. Maybe it's not you. Wait, Maybe on. let's see what 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 can what. Hey, Steve, which No, see that sounds like my friend Rich. Anybody calls me on my on my and leaves a voicemail and sings, I always save it. I know, I can't delete people who sing it on my voicemail because I, I love it. A long, long time ago, <laughs> I used to speak of wisdom with a long lost friend of mine. We 
Where are you? Wisdom, where are you? I have a couple of those on there, but I yeah. lo- I love the 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 spontaneous making up lyrics to a song. Uh the an existing song. I, I have a bunch of friends of mine that do that often. I love it. It's that. very, very funny. Especially when it's right on the spot, too, you know? Right on the spot. But it's yeah, just, that was it's like whose line is it anyway? You're on that like was that I buy the wisdom time. You know? Right. Um so, so yeah, so even when we so connect we, for wisdom, we would still have funny wisdom voicemails going on. I don't know why he says it's not a fan of tracks. That wasn't a track. Oh, what is, is what's he must be having a conversation with somebody else about something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, you gotta so, go on the right track, man. Watch out for the trains coming. Make sure you're going the right direction. Right. And then it just oh, stopped. That, then, that, wait, Steve, let's just clarify though. I did have, I was using backing tracks when I did that. So he is pretty, he, he's got a good ear. I knew it. I knew I it. I was in the car. I had my sequencer with me and uh, had backing tracks all queued up before I called you. This way I would be sure to have success. Yeah. Okay. He was having a conversation with somebody else. Responding to John. And I didn't so show John's <laughs> comment because it's so long and it's going to cover our faces. <laughs> Excellent. All right, let's try it. Let's see. That's not too bad. John Truitt said, first gig in over a year coming up. Mindframe wow. original members since March of 1983. Wow. That's like 40 years. Yeah. Almost. 38 years. Got together for one gig 38 years later. Still together. No drama, no fights. What are your thoughts on backing tracks? I believe in all live or go home. Kudos on 150. Uh, backing tracks is a bugaboo t- topic that comes up in the group all the time along with using iPads and wearing cargo shorts and, and playing Mustang Sally. Check um, back to episode 123 where we go into detail about this. Yeah, thing. don't quote him on 123, but we have talked about it. Um, and uh, my my quick thought on it, because I'm not going to get deep into that topic, is that you do what is best to get the job done. If, you, if backing tracks are going to enhance the overall experience for the uh, audience and just, and, and make the, the quality of your delivery of your product and service better then there's nothing wrong with it. I've played in bands where we use backing tracks where we did not have a keyboard player and we needed keyboard songs with keyboards. So we use tracks yep. and uh, nothing wrong with it. It's uh, you use the tools that you need to get the job done. That's it. Simple as that. Um, but John said he believes in all live or going home. And that gets us to Greg's not a fan of tracks. Mm-hmm. And uh, most people out there are not musicians, guys and gals. And when they're watching a band, they don't know that you're using tracks. Most people don't know and don't care, by the way. The only people who care are musicians who are picky about the way they want the band to present themselves. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying being picky is a negative thing. It's just a fact that you are being picky about it um, you're, because you're, you're saying that you need to be authentic and that is your way. And that's, that's fine. That's just, that's your right to do that. But most people in the audience don't know and don't care. And what about the simple fact that instead of nitpicking apart all these other bands, 
just be joyful and glad that you're there watching them and listening to them and enjoying the experience with them and supporting them and just, you know, be free of all judgment. You know, you're entitled to your, your opinion, right? But don't let it detract from the enjoyment of the, of the event, the situation that you're at, you know, because we've all been to live shows with big national acts and there's all kinds of stuff going on that you, you don't know about to make it sound better. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's dating back. I remember when that first came up, like in the 80, late 80s, when there, I got stuff, something flying around here. In the late 80s, when there were a lot of those bands that were using these big harmony background, background vocals. And you just knew when they're playing live that the whole band wasn't covering that. That was, that was a track. That was, a, right. they used to call it sampled. It was yep. you could when you could when the MIDI keyboards came out and you could sample sounds and you could just press a key and it would be a chorus of vocals or whatever. Um, and people started using that technology enabled that to happen and it made the vocals sound bigger. It made it sound more, sound more like the record. And there were a lot of people that were, ah, you know, the purists. They were mm -hmm. like, ah, you can't do that. Um, but people did it. Yeah, like exactly. Def Leppard is a great example. Yep. Back in the day, because their vocal, their if you listen to the, the the tracks on the records, the recorded stuff, there's like a hundred vocal tracks. Yeah. <laughs> but I think the reason that they are able to get away with it live more easily is because it the, the drums are all electronic, so it sounds more produced consistently all the time. You know, with the it sounds exactly like the record because it is, you know, there's no trying to recreate the miking of the drum in a certain arena. It's, a, you know, it's a sample, you know, in a, in a memory bank of electronic drums. Right. So when he plays that kick and snare on put some sugar on me, that is the same exact sample that you hear on the record, the exact yeah. sound, you know what I mean? So it sounds super produced right out of the gate. So when they have all these other vocals coming in and flying in all these tracks, adding to that giant produced sound, it's not like it comes out of left fields. If you were seeing, you know, uh, a fully acoustic live band, you know, mic'd up, right. And they had backing tracks. It's not, you know, you know, you know what I'm saying? Right. And it's it, not like it's it blends easier. Yeah. And it's not like somebody using backing tracks is taking place of somebody singing live or somebody playing guitar live like Def Leppard Joe Elliott is singing live uh Phil Collin is playing guitar live you know those guys are playing it's so the back backing tracks are just kind of like yeah they're off. still singing their parts but there's yeah. you know two or three other parts behind them that yeah. is you know taken from the studio it's frosting on the cake you know it's yeah. it's just it's sweetening up the whole sound of it and there's nothing wrong with that if it's Joe Elliott was lip syncing and singing to a track okay then yeah, I see different. now you have now you have a legitimate gripe because I paid one hundred fifty dollars for this ticket. Right, but they do seamlessly integrate it into the show to where you really can't tell, you know. Right, yeah, and, and and that's where, like you said, you can appreciate it because it becomes part of the overall production. See, I said I didn't want to talk a lot about this, and then yeah, so it's not backing tracks. But that's continue those, back to wisdom. Those are my thoughts, John. And wisdom. There's plenty of. Uh, a post about that topic in the Caravan Central group. If you're not a part of the group, join it on Facebook and you can search that topic and you'll see lots and lots and lots of oh yeah opinions and debates and stuff. That is, a, like I said, a bugaboo topic that comes up in the group all the time of, of the many that come up. Mm -hmm. So anyway, so for years then, 
after you were not teaching anymore, sudden the Monday calls dropped off and the wisdom hour was no more. And then I moved to New Orleans and we just didn't really talk at all. I mean, we didn't hardly, hardly at all for years. Yeah. Uh, maybe once in a while, you know, send a text or something. And, and then I, I guess we started talking again a little bit and then you visited here. Yeah. New Orleans. Um, how many years ago was that now? Four? I think that was 2017. So yeah, four years so ago. So four years ago. And yep. and, and about, know, it was like end of November, beginning of December. It was right after Thanksgiving, I think, when we came down. Right. And uh, and we hung out a little bit, and you came and jammed with the band, my band. Yep. We got to jam on stage. And at, at that time, I had been thinking about starting a podcast and 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 i remember it's the end of the night when you were just when we were just kind of parting ways and i said hey you want to you want to do something like that because i miss like wisdom hour and you were like yeah yeah sure and then within a couple months i think from that we started uh we started the podcast and at first we called it just the cbc podcast because we didn't know what the hell we were doing and, yes uh, right and you can go back and listen to the fact that we didn't know what the hell we were doing because those episodes are all available on Spreaker. Yeah, but there's some good rough jet, you know, some good oh, diamonds yeah. in the rough. There's some good info in those early episodes. Yes, and uh, they're all on Spreaker. They're all on iTunes. Just search Cover Band Central Wisdom Hour or uh, Wisdom, W-I-Z-D-U-M-B, or just Cover Band Central or whatever. You'll find CBC them. Wisdom. Yeah, um, and then we didn't start. And we so we just did the audio podcast for years. And then I was like, let's do you know, let's do this live on video Yeah, you know, and get an audience to interact with. And we started that probably about a year ago. Maybe a little less. A little less? I feel like it was, it's only been, oh, okay. you know, since like early spring this year. Yeah. It's like maybe, you know, I've only had my whole rig with the camera in the studio up since February, okay. February so or March. So it's, yeah, it's like beginning of this year. year. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. So, uh, so that's, uh, how we arrived at 150. Yeah. That's the quick version. We probably got 25 episodes on video, I think. At if least. not more, at least, yeah. you know? Yeah. And they're all available to watch on our YouTube channel. Check out Curve Central on YouTube and subscribe. Hit the yeah, bell. And, and we've had Smash guests. that bell. We've had right. guests on. We've had I contests. Guess. We've had um, full episode that we had to scrap because the audio was horrible. We had... Uh, we, uh, a couple of we had some technical issues. We had some technical issues on a couple of podcasts. Yeah. Um, I think what other exciting things happened over the course of those times? Well, big news that was unveiled over all different things, like you know, the the reach and the amount of viewers and hitting your milestone of a hundred thousand uh, members in the group. You know, remember there was big milestones: fifty thousand, hundred thousand. Well, well, no, yeah, we're over three hundred thousand. Uh, but I'm saying, yeah, but back yeah. in, you know, as we were doing wisdom, we were, we were tracking all that saying like, Hey, we just hit a hundred, you know, hundred thousand members in the group. And now um, there's 300,000, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know who he's addressing this question to, but maybe to both of us so we can both answer. And he's, uh, Greg Evanoff asks, what has been your largest live audience? For me, it was when I was playing with the Zeppelin. Um, uh, oh, Okay. He's asking about CBC, but I'll, I'll still answer the question. Zeppelin tribute band, Cashmere, we played to like 4,000, 5,000 people. Um, but he meant CBC broadcast. 
Um, I don't know. I don't know because it's it's there's only so many people that watch it live and, or listen live. And then once I'm done, once we're done with it here, it gets uploaded um, to to the audio podcast sites. So it's it'll be on iTunes and stuff. And I really don't check those numbers. Um, and then some people watch the video, the replay. So I don't know the largest audience in the thousands. Um, so. Uh, but what's been your largest audience to play to, Tony? I played a gig in AC one time with a band called Hank and Bezzy, and it was probably about 5,000 people. Mm. And I think I sent you a picture of the venue from the stage because that was the place when we got there. He was like, just pull. It was at the Borgata. I'm no, sorry. I was at the, the Revel. And he said, just pull in and come around the bottom. And then the guy will direct you where to load in. And when I got back there, the guy was like, you know, I, I said, I, I'm, I'm with the, the, I'm the drummer. I'm here for the event upstairs. And he said, okay, yeah. So park here and then load in, and then there'll be a freight elevator. Um, you know, push the, I know not use the elevator, but he said, you know, push the green button to call it. And then it comes, you have to open the, the, the door and they have to push the other door to close it. And, and, and then it'll take you up to the ballroom. So the, Dude, the freight elevator comes down and the doors open and it's like the size of an inside of a tractor trailer. Wow. It's I mean, it's gigantic, like that big, really. Like I unloaded, I stopped it. I unloaded my whole car and it was like, you know, the size of a dime inside the box, like a shoe box. You know what I mean? They're like the freight elevator was so much, so big. I put my stuff in there. I pushed a button and went up and it opens right onto the stage. So it was like you, oh, load cool. right in, you load in from the garage and then brings you right up and the doors open and you're on the back of the stage. And it was a big giant stage and it had full blown sound and lights and monitor guys and you know lighting people and it was the, the real deal so it was it was for um i forget some keynote speaker was there uh, i don't recall who it was but it, it was um a big event for that so it was like this big thing and we were the entertainment so we played for like you know 45 minutes and they had like two hours of speeches and this whole like keynote thing and then we played for like an hour and a half at the end Awesome. Uh, but it was very cool, and it was pro sound, and it was um, it, it was very, very, very interesting. That, that was where the sound guy came up. I had just gotten the Gretsch kit, and the sound guy came up and said, uh, "You," he said, "Dude, I'm a drummer and a sound guy, and you have to go out into the audience and let me play your drums so you can hear what they sound like out front." Right, and, I remember you yeah, telling that story. And it was yeah. the, like the best sounding drums I ever heard. You know that I played for myself. That's cool. Uh, so uh, I meant to. Hang on. Nice million plus. John, John uh, uh, said he subscribed to the YouTube channel and he'll get caught up. Thank you for doing that. And other people should do that too. And Craig, yeah, we got to know more about this. One million plus crowd, Monsters of Rock Moscow. Craig, what band were you in? Were you in a band or were you part of a crew? Or um, tell us more. I want to. Yeah, Monsters Rocking Moscow. I want to. I, I mean, one million at Monsters of Rock. I know Monsters of Rock is huge, but one million. I mean, that's uh, if you're including like the 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 video broadcast with it, or I mean, I I need to know more about that. People in the neighboring towns within 50 mile radius. Yeah, uh, John Fire said, "How benefit concert planning coming along? Uh, really, still not set up yet. Um, people are still in New Orleans. This whole area, people still have not come back home, and everything is still kind of." Uh, um, we're still recovering from Ida here. I, you know, I'll get, yeah. I went to the supermarket today and anytime we've gone to the supermarket, there are shelves that are just bare. that are like no eggs. There's no bread. 
you know, it's still the whole uh, infrastructure and, and the whole uh, uh, routine here of shipping and, and, and everything is still is still kind of getting fixed. Like a, a good friend of mine just got back to his apartment today. Um, and it, so it's, it's not Steve's really freezing, yet, but it's the plan is, is, is still in place. We still are going to do it. So we'll definitely keep you posted when that happens. Um, Donna said, uh, again, said, I look, how am I doing? I look better. Thank you. I'm doing well. I'm breathing better and going to the doctor tomorrow for the first time since, uh, my hospital stay and I'll find out more tomorrow. So I'll have updates next week, but I feel good. Um, so 1 million Craig, come You're on, up. tell us, tell us the story. He's not telling us. The story. Yeah, do tell, do tell. Maybe he's typing it. It's a really long story. And it's it could be cover the entire screen. Oh, that's what I wanted to say. So if you recall in the early, uh, episodes of wisdom we had we had taken on a bunch of bands under our wing and we had helped you know start up a couple of different bands like clanky lincoln's and uh, handsome young ladies and um there was a couple other guys but i remember you (laughs) like maybe five episodes in you were like dude this guy emailed me i'll forward you the email and i was like cool i don't know if you remember this and you forwarded to me and i was on my phone i was in my, I was in my car in the parking lot of this office building we we're working in and I was getting ready to go home and I said, Oh man, I just got the thing from Steve. Let me, let me see the email. And the starts off the guy's like, yeah, like so inspired for the podcast, you know, it was great information. I'm scrolling down and then I'm scrolling down and I'm reading and I'm reading. And all of a sudden, like I, I've been reading for like a good, like minute and a half, two minutes. And mm-hmm. I just started scrolling through like to see, and dude, it was like the guy wrote, like a 15 page email. I remember saying to you, like, I got to read this some other time because I don't have time right now in the car to do it. I don't remember who it was, but the guy, the person was from upstate New York and they were talking about, um, a band project that they were getting off the ground. And then when the whole history of like, you know, started playing when I was four, went into the grammar school band and played in state band and then played in honors band and then met this guy in high school and then started this other band and played this thing and did a bunch, you know, it was like a whole chronology, which was really cool, but it was, you know, the, who, the, the, the person that wrote it definitely took some time to craft it. You know, it was not, it was very well written and it was very well thought out. Okay. So, you know, we want to respect it and read the whole thing. But I remember it was like, you had sent to me like, oh, check out this email we got. And I had, did not expect it to be, you know, a 15 minute read. I, you know, I don't, I, now that you say that, I, I kind of remember it, but um, I remember it, that it definitely inspired us that, oh, hey, yeah. like we're actually, people are actually listening to us and it's making a difference. And, yeah. and, and people have thanked us for that. And, and that's really the takeaway for me that I hope um, happens for, for this is that people, get somewhat inspired and entertained uh, by the things that we talk about. And, uh, and again, we come in this with no script uh, and really most of the time, not even anything in particular to talk about. We just, we just riff on stuff. And, and the fact that we've made a difference and anything that cover band central has done for people and made a difference really makes me happy. Um, So that's super cool. Well, that's Um, why we started doing it too, Steve, you know, uh, Andrew enjoys the Facebook page. Nice. And thanks. Thanks for the well wishes. Um, but, but, you know, that's why we started doing it. It wasn't to, to oh say, my hey. Goodness. Okay. Andrew Wobenhurst. Now I know who this is. He said I, he stayed at our home in New Jersey years ago when we toured with Jared. 
has sent Kirk Vincent to take a base of 59 and now playing in a cover band 65. Good for you, Andrew. Yes. Uh, nice. Uh, very, very gracious, uh, Andrew and his wife and, and family uh, let us stay. Me and Jared and Kevin and Steve Dunn uh, at, at uh, the house with Kurt when we were on tour. Kurt is a phenomenal musician. He's one of those guys that you're just like, he's good at everything. Um, he, he played drums on Jared's first record. And we did a tour with him. He also plays bass, plays guitar, runs a studio. Um, uh, toured with uh, uh, Seven Dust um, as uh, uh, playing. Oh gosh, what was he doing? He was playing keyboards, I think, with Seven Dust. And I, that's the last time I saw Kurt um, here in New Orleans. He played at Tipitina's, and uh, yeah, uh, great to see you, Andrew. And thanks for for watching the episode or watching our, our little silly broadcast here. Um, they lived in Kinalon. I don't know if they still do, but beautiful house, beautiful area. And uh, that's cool. He took up bass at 59, and now he's playing in a cover band at 65. Yeah. See, yep. it's never too late, folks. No, it's definitely. And, and never like you too said, late. when we started this, that's what we said. It's like if, if we can inspire one person or if we can help someone in their journey based on something that we did or we experienced or some sort of perspective that we can interject into someone's you know, journey that helps them, then, you know, we've achieved the success of what we set out to do. Yes. And Craig came back, but there's no real number. Guestimates place a crowd between 1.2 and 1.9 million, but you still have not answered the question. Were you in a band? What band was it? What were you, were you part of a crew? I mean, what, tell us that stuff. Right. Cause you know, that's, that's what we want to know. That's what we want. That's to what know. people want. That's inquiring wines want to know. That's right. And we've got 15 more minutes here, Craig. Did so. you play in the opening band? Were you in you know one of the other bands? Were you a yeah. side man? Were you a stage I don't, crew? I don't recognize his name. Okay. Stage. He was stage management. There stage you go. Management. I got things flying in front of my face here. All right. So that's that's awesome. I mean, that must have that's been, a lot of people. Must have been a thrill to be a, a part of that. The energy of a show like that is just incredible. I love, I always love. I wonder if they had any pictures of that, like from the stage, like looking out, that would be yeah, cool. Post some pictures, post some pictures you of know? the group. Yeah, oh, look at that great. lineup. All right. There you go. Pantera, ACDC, Metallica. Yeah. That's there Monsters of Rock right there. Yeah. And that's back when Metallica. Yeah. Those was... guys were big. Huge. Yeah. yeah. I mean, cause Pantera hasn't played in a, in a long time. Yeah. But they're taking the world by storm. Yeah. That's awesome. I love the energy of festivals, live shows like that, the, the big crowds. I always loved going to to anything yeah. like that or playing and things like that. Um, nothing better. No better energy than than the live music experience outside when there's hundreds of thousands of people. Or Oh, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> just fantastic. Yeah. Um, hopefully that'll come back soon. I, I guess it's kind of come back. But uh, the the uh, jazz fest down here was canceled this mm. year. So and Voodoo Fest, which is generally hard rock bands, always in October, that was canceled too. Um. So it's okay though. It'll come back as long as uh, this this thing gets taken care of. Yeah, I mean, live music is definitely back, you know, and even the large venues, like you said, with the national acts is, is, is you know, up here in the north, it's, it's full speed ahead, you know, 
Right. MSG's, you know, got shows going constantly. You know, Broadway just reopened in the city. So it's coming back. Um, okay, yeah, Don, I answered that. I'm not going to put up this comment because it's long uh, again, but uh, we're, I, I, we talked about it just before doing a benefit fundraiser for uh, victims of Hurricane Ida and yeah. still kind of waiting th for things to settle down here in New Orleans and people to get back home and, and everything before I can organize that. So, but it's coming. And I'll, of course, keep everybody posted on that. Um, but yeah, I was supposed to go see King's X at the end of October. Jeff, my buddy Jeff from California is coming here. That's right. Yeah. Is um, that show still on? He's coming here. No, it got canceled. Uh. It got postponed till a year from, from now. So it was supposed to be October 26th. And now it's October 25th next year. Wow. So... I don't know why they postponed an entire year, but, um, but that's, yeah, that's a bummer. Like new Orleans now is still not really like the city, uh, the French quarter and bands playing and stuff. It's still not come back anywhere near where it would be normally this time of year. Mm -hmm. Cause this is kind of a busy time of year, football season and stuff, but this, and the saints, when there's a home game, there's generally a lot of people that come from the visit. I just saw on the news say that, that there was a fire at the stadium. There was a fire today in the roof. Yeah, they were, doing, was, they were doing some kind of paint work or something, and they caught fire. Yeah, it wasn't that big a deal. but No, but they said it may delay the 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 game. Yeah. The Giants game may get postponed. Uh, they said that? Yeah. Well, because the Giants game isn't until – wait, when is the Giants game? I think it's I think it's coming soon, dude, because they said it may impact that the ability for them to have the game there. Yeah, it's not this coming Sunday. It's the following Sunday. So um you got two weeks. Let's go step it up. Yeah, I think they'll be fine. But that's when the Saints home games come back, then people will be back in town and stuff. And, and it should pick Halloween is a busy time of year here. So I think yep. it'll it'll uh, it'll get back to normal in October. Um, hope hoping so. And I'm hoping I'm back out working by then because i love this time of year it's my favorite time of year and i love being out playing and i miss it and i'm feeling healthier i'm feeling like my breathing is better and i'm feeling like hopefully soon i can get back out and play and uh and and soon you know, enough get, man it'll be like job. never even missed a beat hope so i haven't picked up my bass in two months since i i got sick. Ah, minor detail yeah i hope i still know how to play if not, I'm sure you got enough friends in there. Someone could give you a little pep talk. Right. Like LA's pep talk, little, Lou. L.A. is a little oppressive with crowds, Greg said, after going to the Ford Theater in Los Angeles on Thursday for a vintage trouble, about 1,000 people. Um, I just had the Emmy Awards the other night, and and people were, were kind of freaking out a little bit because there was no social distancing. Nobody's wearing masks. Yeah. All these famous people all together in one room. And... Uh, uh, but I guess they all have their vaccines or negative code of COVID tests. Mm -hmm. Donna said it's like riding the bike, playing the bass again. So I believe you. There you go. I've done it before. You'll do it again. That's right. You never forget, Steve. You just got to get your chops maybe back a little bit, you know? That's right. You as, long as, I can breathe, as long as I'm breathing, I'll be able to play bass. That's right. That's what I'm thinking. Um, and, uh, I am breathing without oxygen. 
we might say. Right. That's yeah. right, Steve. No oxygen. I got Steve here too. Another guy. This. <laughs> Just started in the intern. <laughs> What's up, Steve? Welcome on. Welcome on board. Hey, Steve said, "Welcome on board, Steve." He said, "Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Very excited to be here." He said, "Yeah, looking to make a difference." What he uh, yeah, Craig said a lot of the rollbacks for tours are due to logistics and and understandable. Yeah. Again, same thing. Everybody's trying to get back in the in the rhythm of things and. Uh, but like he was saying earlier, it's hard to find you know drivers. It's hard to find people. It's hard to find help. You know, even up here, there's all kinds of, you know, there's all kinds of jobs available and they just can't find people that want to work. Yeah. You know, whether, whether it be to them collecting and, you know, can make just as much collecting, would rather stay home or collect and and work for cash, you know, and beat the system or um, they're just burnt out and don't want to do the same job they were doing anymore. And they're looking for a change to do something else. So maybe that guy that's been driving the bus for, 30 years decided, you know what, like after COVID, I don't want to do that anymore. I'm going to do something else that's more meaningful to me. You know, I think that did make a difference when people were stuck at home for a year. Yeah. They reevaluated what they want to get out of their life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That Big definitely time. happened. Mm-hmm. Um, it sure happened for me too. Cause... Yeah. Cause now the big thing they're saying is how do you get the workforce in America back into the office when everyone's so adamant about working from home and they're so well suited to work from home now. And they have that flexibility, you know, and it's becoming a big issue and a big part of when uh, companies are going to hire people, you know, and the people are saying, well, how much flexibility do I have to work from home? Then if it doesn't, you know, meet their criteria, they'll look for something else. Thanks, but no thanks. Right. You know, so it's 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 a weird uh, atmosphere out there for sure. Yeah. Speaking of which, I'm looking to like I love playing, but I don't necessarily want to play because I have to play. I, I want to just kind of play when I want to play. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been looking into putting together like digital programs uh, for, for teaching people how to do stuff in the, the, in the, the cover band central musician world. So you guys that are listening, what is it that you need to learn that I can help you with? Cause there's a lot of stuff that I, I you know, I've been playing for 38 years. I've been in bands for that long. Um, I've, I've assembled, put together, built this, this, this cover band central world with a, a page of 330,000 followers now and a group, the, the most active group on Facebook for musicians, got a website, we've got the podcast, 150 episodes. So I got a lot of stuff that I could show you how to do. So I would love to know anybody who wants to, to chime in and answer and like, what is it that. I can help you with that you, that you have always wanted to learn, or you just need guidance with, you need support with, you need to clarification with. Or inspiration um, or motivation, inspiration. right. Yeah. Or, or support with something. So anybody has any ideas out there? Um, I'm going to, I'm really going to aggressively pursue this because I want to make sure that I'm making it as much of a difference as, as I can with the knowledge that I have, the experience I have in this, this whole event central universe um yeah and that's what it's all about steve is you know helping each other and helping people and that's why we started doing this you know i know it's why you started the cover band central you know initially was for community to have a place where people could go and have a forum and have you know a voice and be able to get questions answered and have a a community where they could you know interact with each other and like you said you've successfully built it to over three hundred thousand members and growing 
Yes, and growing very rapidly. You know, worldwide. Uh, Greg hopes that next June he can go see Muse in Florence, Italy. Yes. Uh, um, Muse was great. I saw Muse. They were awesome. And hopefully by next June, man, we got it all together. I mean, goodness. Um, I hope so, man. You know, it's a little like baby steps. It's a couple steps forward and then a bunch of steps back, you know? Exactly. That's how I feel about my own life. Like I, I took some steps back in a way, broke my arm, got COVID. That's a flea for a hurricane, but you know, still standard. <laughs> grew a beard. You had the flea. You just relocated momentarily, you know, grew a I beard, a flea. Went, off the, went off the grid for a little bit. I fled. And, but no, I never, but now you're back. Now I'm, um, now there's now I, I'm getting better uh, physically, and there's no more hurricanes. No more hurricanes this year, please, please. Amen to that. Greg has seen Muse 14 times, so that's why he's flying to Italy. Wow, that's that's good. To see I saw him that's on, that's dedication, him. man. That is. I mean, you know, but it's funny, Steve, because like he's seen Muse 14 times. I saw Muse once, right? I saw him on the Drones tour, but they they were great. Top three concerts I've ever seen. You know. Right. I remember but, I remember when you saw them and you talked about it and you Yeah, were, up to that point too. Foo yeah. Fighters had been the number one concert up to that point. Then Muse actually pushed Foo over to the side to either be equal with them or, you know, in that same category. But they they knocked them off the top spot. But right. you know, nonetheless, fourteen times. So we were just saying the other day about Rush I told you we went to see the Cinema Strangiato, right? The R forty movie right 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 went and saw that got very inspired by seeing it again you know and, and being re reacquainted with rush after a couple of years of not really you know following or being involved with it and looking back to think and say okay so then that means like when i was because cole was asking me he's like how many times have you seen rush and i'm like well i've i saw them on grace under pressure tour was the first year that i'd seen them you know and then i saw them every tour after that you know, saw the power windows, saw hold your fire, saw presto, saw um, roll the test, bones. saw roll the bones, saw test for echo, saw vapor trails, you know, and so at least a couple of times on each tour. So probably seen Rush like 20 times because I can remember like when they came around on presto tour, we went three times like they were here for three nights in a row. We went all three nights. Right. You know, yeah, that's so, dedication right yeah, there. It is, but you know, um, we're young and that's what everyone wanted to do. Sure. Um, Craig, I agree with the statement. Everyone, regardless of experience, surely possesses knowledge to help someone else. I agree with that, but I'm looking specifically to help the musicians uh, and, and anybody that's interested in this industry based on the experience that I have and everything that I've built. I want to put together some programs. So that's why I asked that question. But I agree with that. Everybody has their unique talents that they can uh, convey to somebody else. Yeah, as um, long as you're open-minded and willing to learn, you can learn from anyone. Yes, and you can teach anyone. Yeah, if, as long as you're you're you have conviction in, in what you know, uh, you believe in Indeed. yourself, and and you believe what uh, you have can help other people, and you have the desire to help other people as well. And you can communicate it and convey it in a simple form that they can understand. Correct. That's probably yeah. the key. Correct. So that's it. One hundred fifty episodes. One hundred fifty hours. Wow, one hundred fifty hours, Steve. We wrapped that up, and we are so excited that we've gotten this far, and we're going to keep going. 
Thank you for being a part of this and for being a part of Curb Van Central. If you want to be a, 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 an integral part of Curb Van Central, go to the website, sign up for a profile. It's free for you, your band, or both, curbvancentral.com. And there's a lot of goodies on there. There's a lot of good information there. If you want to get in touch with me, specifically Steve at curbvancentral.com, and I respond to everyone. And make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel as uh, somebody did before. I forgot who it was. And if you have six days of nothing to do and you want to go back and listen to the 150 episodes and watch them, we highly recommend you do that. Right. You can be, find them on iTunes, uh, the YouTube channel, the website, whatever. Just email me. And uh, we will see you next week for 151. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com. Code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.